0: From the Summer Skate Studios, Behind the Mask
1: Hockey Shops present College Hockey West Live for May 10th, 2022. Tonight's scheduled guest, ASU Head Coach Greg Powers. Behind the Mask's College Hockey West Live is brought to you by Peterson Toyota, college graduate, member of the military, and you might be eligible for a special rebate or discount. See us at petersontoyota.com. Golf. Let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event. See us at topgolf.com or go to your regional center for more information. The NCHC and NCHC.tv. Subscribe to NCHC.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask hockey shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza. Whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, Jet's Pizza is better because it has to be. Three locations in Arizona, seven in Colorado, and four in Missouri. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. Whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. Metro by T-Mobile. Get 50% off or more when you add a line to a new or existing account. Liberty University, play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. Buy Burrito Express, six East Valley locations for fresh, fast, authentic Mexican food. M-Drive, natural support for men looking to increase energy, strength, and drive. Always free delivery at mdriveformen.com. Summer skates, whether our original red or now new black shower shoes, Show your game and style at SummerSkates.com. And by Drury Inns and Suites. Travel happy again. Book your next day at DruryHotels.com or at 1-800-DRURY-INN. College Hockey West Live from the Summer Skates studios, presented by Behind the Mask, is a part of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein.
0: All right, welcome in, hockey fans, NCAA hockey fans. We're going a little bit... Early tonight, but that's okay. We've got great reason to do that. Scott Strandy with you today from beautiful, sunny, and warm Denver, Colorado. My co-host as always, Paul Hornstein from beautiful Long Island, New York. Paul, how are you today?
1: I'm uh, doing really well. Uh, we had a couple of nice days in a row. and
0: uh... <laughs> Changed your attitude completely, didn't uh, it? It
1: makes such difference. <laughs> oh my, look, people are asking, like, it makes a big difference when when you know when you go 10 straight days where you don't see the sun and it's just like oh my (laughs) lord.
0: well let me tell you where you do see the sun it's in tempe arizona the home of the arizona state sun devils and it's our pleasure to bring on the head coach from the uh, arizona state sun devils greg powers so coach scott and paul with you tonight thanks for joining us and how are you
2: i'm great thanks for having me how are you guys Oh, uh, we're
1: doing good. Anytime we get to talk ASU hockey, coach, you know where that you know where that makes me.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for being flexible. It's been a crazy couple days for me. So. Well, no mean, problem. This isn't the slow season? <laughs> <laughs> uh, slow season. Uh, like, uh, okay, coach. I, so, so I off seasons worse than the in the season, bro. <laughs> yeah, we know.
0: So I thought my mileage was a lot, but good gracious, give us a, a little. Uh, snippet of where you've been over the last month or so
2: yeah well it, it's you know I think you guys kind of know like as soon as our season ends it's sporadic from a, a job standpoint but from a family standpoint it's it's my time to catch up and try and be a hockey dad give my wife a little bit of a break so three weeks ago I was in Salt Lake City with Jake uh, my son for a tournament we got back Um then that's that Saturday. No, that was two weeks ago. I'm losing track. Then yeah, that Saturday, uh, got back. We had our golf outing. Then that Sunday I went to orange County for another golf outing with a for ASU athletics, got back Wednesday and then took Jake to Pittsburgh for a tournament last weekend. Um, and, uh, we were supposed to get back and, and got delayed out of Chicago, blah, blah, blah. So got home a day late. Now my, my schedule is completely fried and, um, and now I'm, I'm compacting everything for the week. And, uh, and now I head out uh, Thursday to, to Dallas with Isabel for a USA hockey thing. So it's been, you know, I'm dad of the month for May, I guess.
1: <laughs> Coach, that's cool. a lot of trips to Pittsburgh. Are you going to go try and get the house next to the schoolies?
2: Yeah. I mean, he, he, it's funny you say that because my <laughs> daughter, my daughter is living at the schoolies next year. So, oh, okay. Yeah, so we don't need to buy or rent a house. She's just going to live with that.
0: <laughs> Love it. Coach, you know, every uh, this time of year we like to talk uh, two things. We like to review the season, and we also like to uh, preview the upcoming season. Uh, first and foremost, I want to thank you for putting that schedule out so early because you're making my life a lot easier now that I can uh, plan where I'm going to be. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. But if you can, kind of summarize last year for us. Uh, you ended up at a 500 record. Uh, I know you were hoping for better, but uh, if you can, just kind of summarize the way last year went for you.
2: Well, you know, I mean, the the the, the positive, obviously, we kind of talked about this. I think was just that we had, we had a lot of a lot of ability to score. You know, more than we've ever had. Our power play was better than it's ever been. Um, we could score, but you, you you know, you learn the hard way sometimes that that you cannot, you know, try and outscore your own mistakes and, 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 and you have to, you have to defend and you have to get saves. And, and we just weren't able to keep the puck out of our net last year. You know, it was frustrating um, because we really liked our team. Um, but for a, of an abundance of reasons, we, we weren't able to keep the puck out of our net. just one of those years, you know, penalty kill wasn't great. Um, you know, goaltending was sporadic. Um, and that, that filters into how your team plays defensively. Um, so again, the off season focus and heading into the year next season, uh, we're certainly not going to be shy on talent or ability to put the puck in the net again. Um, it's gotta be a complete buy-in from top to bottom on uh, good solid team defense. And, uh, we think we shored up a few things and, and, uh, and we're, we're, we're always excited. Everybody loves their team in the off season, but we're going to try to keep expectations in the check and, 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 and internal as much as we can. And, um, and just proven on the ice, Coach.
1: Really quickly, because and and I know you talked about defense, but part of, uh, of of defense is having possession of the puck yourself. And and I know people don't like to use injuries as an excuse, um, and I know you had some, but it really seemed to me that the injury to Demetrius. Was was maybe that final dagger in terms of of of, of keeping consistency uh, with the forwards? Yeah, was, it was
2: that accurate? Oh yeah, no, there's no doubt. Like it, it's, he was playing his best hockey of his career, and and Calgary was was really happy with how he was playing. Um, I would say on on you know, if he took the body of work from start to end, he was probably our most impactful forward up front on a night to night basis. He was very good. Um, and we missed him. We missed him a lot because he, he goes and hunts pucks and protects pucks and uh, knows how we want him to play. And he even provided great leadership in year four. And, um, and and yeah, we missed him greatly. There's no doubt about it. But we are beyond thrilled he's coming back, you know, as a, as a, as a fifth-year guy.
0: Coach, that kind of leads us into the, uh, the portal. And uh, everywhere I've been, at least through the Colorado area, uh, a lot of people have been saying, wow, Arizona State's really built themselves a team. Can you talk a little bit about those guys you got in the portal and what you were looking for um, with all the talent that was out there?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, we, we've adapted incredibly well to, to the landscape. You know, that's something I can say I'm really proud of my staff for. Um, you know, we, we took a good amount of guys last year, um, and 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 every single guy that we took out of the portal was awesome. Like, we, 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 we didn't miss on one. Look what Colin Tyson did. Look at the impact Jack Becker made. You look at Timmy Lovell. You look at, you know, Tim Theotritus. You know, they, they all made an impact. They all made a very positive impact on our team. Um, you know, Ben Cross made a good positive impact. So, you know, we had a good experience with it. Um, and, and, and certainly those guys weren't, weren't any of the reasons why we, we didn't have the success we had planned to have. Um, but, uh, you know, it, basically it's, it's a free agent wire. I mean, it, it, let's be, let's be honest. It's free agency. And when you have holes and roster spots to fill, you graduated 10 players. Um, so that's a lot. And we had, you know, Michael Mancinelli go in, um, we had, you know, obviously Cole Brady go in. So you lose 12. Um, you got a lot of room to, to add and, and we did. And, and, you know, you, you kind of you want to approach, You know, that like, like any, you know, like an NFL team or an NHL team does the draft. And sometimes you got to go after the best player available, you know, and, and, um, you know, so if you you go through the list of guys we're bringing in, you know, you can start with, you know, the Jackson twins out of Northeastern. These are two kids that, 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 I mean, they're an incredibly talented, you know, you know, set of twins. They, we're 50-plus, 60-plus point guys in the USHL. They both had really good freshman seasons. This year, Dylan didn't play because he, he had an injury all year. Um, so he's 100% healthy and, and ripping and roaring and ready to go. But Ty, Ty had a really good first two years at Northeastern. Um, and they're high, high-end players. Uh, high-end players that uh, literally could have gone anywhere they wanted. Um, and then, you know, you look at Lucas Sillinger. Uh, he's an all American caliber kid. We knew how good he was obviously. Um, you know, playing with his brother Owen and getting to see them up close and personal when they're in Tempe, but as a sophomore put up 40 points in a really good league and had a really good series against us. Um, we were really lucky with Lucas. Um, we, we, you know, Owen, his older brother was actually committed here. People forget that he was committed here. He's one of our very first commitments um and then he ended up going to Bemidji when he found out we weren't going to have an arena and it was a it was an amicable partying, and and we understood and there was no hard feelings um but 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 man we would have loved to have have that kid in our program to build around I tell you what um so but we got lucky with Lucas because his family lives down here a, a great majority of the year and Lucas is best friends with Jackson Niedermeyer and um, after the season, he, 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 you know, basically said, you know, my brother's gone and maybe it would make sense for me to go somewhere else. And, and he put himself in the portal and, um, the things he heard from needs and, and the fact that his family has a house down here and spends their winters down here. It just was a good marriage. And, and again, he's another kid. Like you named the program, they went after him, every program. Um, and then, uh, obviously, you know, goaltending was, was our biggest area of, of, of focus. And, um, anyone that watched the Beanpot knows how talented T.J. Semptenfelter is. And um, he was backing up the best goalie in college hockey, Devin Levi. Um, and for him as a freshman last year to do what he did, put up the numbers he did, have the record he did against teams like BU multiple times, UMass Lowell, Boston College, I mean, to put up a near 9.4 in those four, in those eight games and um, you know, win, I think he won six of them, is 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 no fluke and and so he he i think was probably the prize of the portal um for everybody uh we i mean we it was it was nchc teams big 10 teams you name it that we were going toe-to-toe with for him and and um and and we got him and he's a special kid high character uh incredibly athletic reminds me a lot of joey DeCord. he's not kind of that big you know, immobile shot blocker that, that, that plays in net that you see today, he's an athlete, you know, and he makes saves and, uh, he's got some, some style to him and, um, he, he's going to do really well for us. Um, you know, so we thought we were done and, and, and then into the portal goes maybe the most talented kid to ever go in. And we had room and we had money and I called Mike and Alex and I was like, the guy's like, let's call let's see what happens. You know? And, and he was, he was a tough one. I mean, he was, he was a tough one and, and maybe the, 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 biggest recruiting coup we've ever had as a program um, because he, he, he's another one. They all could have gone literally anywhere they wanted. And I'm not just saying that they could have, um, but this kid was down to, down to, you know, the three or four programs that, that everyone thought he would go to um, and, and we made a push for him and we got him on a visit with his dad and, and um and made our case and um you know it's attractive when you when when a second round pick can play with another second round pick like a kid in josh doan and and uh and open up a new arena and the schedule we have and the amount of home games and all those things just really struck a chord with with mastro and um so we got robert master simoni who will be um you know our, our second second round pick in, in the history of our program and he's a special player. He really is. I mean, he's, he's very, very talented and he plays hard. He hunts pucks. Um, and he's a big one for us. So those five kids were big ads and, um, we are out of the portal. It, it, it's a refreshing to be out of it and done. Um, it's literally it feels like you, you, you jump into <laughs> a portal with like crazy stuff going on around you and, and you gotta you gotta fight to get out of it, and we we were out of it. So we're feeling a little normal now, and and it's uh, it's a crazy landscape. But one again, I'm really proud of of our staff for adapting so well to, and um, and we haven't haven't stopped building for the future. We have eight freshmen coming in uh, that we're all very very excited about. Um, a normal sized roster with 16 forwards, eight defensemen, and three goalies, and um, and, and to bring in eight freshmen and bring in that youth is going to be awesome. A lot of those kids have been committed to us for longer than some kids have been on our team for that are here. Um, you know, kids like Teddy Lagerback and Charlie Shane and Kate Stibbe and Ryan Robinson, um, you know, kids like that have been committed here for a long time and have had great junior careers and have done an unbelievable job, um, being patient, with the landscape. And that's, that's the, you know, I mean, I think every college coach empathizes with kids playing junior hockey. It's stressful when you're on the outside looking in on, on what teams you're committed to are doing. um, You know, the landscape, the the reality, it's a harsh reality. The landscape today is different than when those kids committed. It's different. It's not the same. There's, there's a one-time transfer rule. There's a fifth year for a couple more years. And, there's a lot of kids in junior hockey that are that are missing out on opportunities because the landscape's different. We're really proud of the fact that we've been able to manage it and juggle it and and, and honor our commitments. And um, sometimes that means you got to go play more junior. And and when I have to have that conversation with a kid, I'm gonna I tell every kid you're gonna thank me in 20 years. That I prolong your hockey career for a year. Trust me, you know. And um, and all of our guys have, have bitten the bullet. Even though they they may think they're ready and and maybe are ready, they they just want to be Sun Devils and every one of them that we've asked to do that. Coach, no problem. I'll go play another year and uh, and get better and and come when you need me. Coach,
1: before I get into a question or two about uh, the individuals uh, from the portal, um, and I'm sure Scott has one or two as well, um, when you talk about adapting uh, to the surroundings, it doesn't seem like it was an accident that uh, you didn't take one and done's out of the portal this year.
2: Nope, it wasn't. It was done by design. You know, we, we the, again, every kid that we took last year was, was tremendous. And I love every one of those kids and they know how much I care about them and how thankful I am for, for what they did for us. And uh, I actually really close with every single one of them. Um, but, but I think if you can, in today's landscape, get a kid that has a little bit more skin in the game. It's good for your culture, you know, and, and cause those kids were all in, but, but sometimes when you bring in a kid for a year, other players on the team could, and, and this happened a little bit, default transparency, you know, maybe, ah, you might be here just using our program, you know, and, and we've built this thing and, um, and, and dissension can, can creep in. So you want kids, if you can, that, that, that want to come, and be a part of it for, for more than just a year. And some, some programs you're going to have to take, there's going to be kids that go in and, and only have a year that, that, that fill a hole and, you know, look at a program like Notre Dame did a great job with that last year with like Carrick Shack. And you know, there's a couple programs that did and and it worked out. So it's all you manage it. Um, But that's what I'm most excited about is every single one of these kids are going to be here. I mean, TJ is going to be here for three years. The Jackson's, with their size, they're going to be here for three years. Lucas Sillinger will be here for at least two. And Mastro probably just one, but he has two years of eligibility. Um, but, you know, I mean, he could have signed this year and, and with who he's going to play with next year and the talent and how we're going to let him play and, and all that stuff. I'd be shocked if he doesn't sign, but um, he certainly has the option to come back and I'm not going to complain if he does.
1: Well, listen, first of all, you can't have enough Long Island kids on your team. You you knew I had to get that in. Um, You know, he actually lives closer or was from closer than than Grando was to my house. So, um, you know, if you need a little help, you need something, you know, just let me know. And, uh, you know, I'll uh, just there, you know. Um, But it it also seems like um, these guys that you're bringing in, also seem to have uh in some way shape or form uh connections with guys that were already on the team and that's got to make integrating them even easier than than normal
2: they do they all do um the hockey world's a small world you know and in today's landscape you know when kids decide they want a fresh start somewhere they're they're naturally going to turn to kids that they played with you know i mean they were on a line in dubuque with copperud and the jacksons and were very, very good and successful there together and certainly you know, before they committed got cops experiences and uh, two cents on his experience with our program. and you know Mastro was was very diligent and wanted to talk to a lot of players. Um, you know and, and then and then Lucas was best friends with Jackson Imar. so he went in and, and obviously talked to needs about his experience. So it, it's all you know at the end of the day, you know every college coach will tell you, you know certainly your, your best advocates are always going to be your players you know you, you can't have players proactively reach out and recruit other kids but when they get asked about their experiences and they, they they're positive about them um it, it only helps you know and so um it, like i said it's a small world out there and we're certainly very grateful that that uh those guys chose to be sun devils and they're very i mean this is this is a transfer class that that's that's it's it's you know it's really really impressive i mean they, they, all these players are 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 high high end players
0: coach I, I know we want to get back into the players here in just a minute but i want to talk a little bit about your schedule cuz uh, you made me real happy i'm going to meet you in in Duluth on october 1st Uh, And and you did it right. You went to uh, northern Minnesota in October instead of in January, which is really good. Um, But just talk a little about if you can, about starting off at Minnesota Duluth and at Bemidji State.
2: Yeah, it's going to be a great team-building trip. We're going to stay up. We're not going to come back in between. And and that was by design because when we made the schedule, we weren't sure if the arena would be ready. So we wanted to pack a, a couple games on the front end. We knew it would be ready you know by mid-October but we weren't convinced it would be ready you know to to play early October so and it we we were wrong it will be but um um so it but it's gonna be great I mean we're going up to to play a team we've never played in Duluth and uh, they're always very good as you guys know um and then and then we get to stay up there and, and team build and and get the guys nice and close and play four games on the road to start and like you said before it gets cold and you know, Enjoy the weather up there and get out of the heat down here. And um, Who knows? Maybe we'll even take the boys fishing if they play well.
0: <laughs> Boundary Waters isn't far away. <laughs> I will tell you, though, Coach, every year that I played in the uh, conference golf tournament at Minnesota Duluth the first weekend in October, it snowed. So don't be shocked if you see a little white stuff. Don't tell me that. Yeah, exactly. That's the <laughs> way I snow. There you go, Coach. You go. I hope totally you understand that. Uh, well, okay. ice, well,
2: ice fish, I guess.
0: Oh. <laughs> so anyway you get uh you get to open up that new building uh against colgate on the 14th and 15th and and to make it even more special paul Hornstein's going to be out there i'm i'm going to be in alaska that weekend to see yeah, well, unlv and uaa but uh, i'll be there the next weekend for colorado college and uh, and yourself so give us a little update I, and we see on on uh the social media sites that the guys put on the hard hats the other day and you took them through and everything was uh they were thrilled. It looked like,
2: yeah, they were, they were starstruck. I mean, they were, they were just in awe because most of them hadn't been in there. And, um, a couple have, um, a couple, you know, a couple will host recruits and, and they'll say, Hey, can we come, can we come on the arena tour? And of course you're <laughs> going to come. Um, of course. but, uh, you know, it was, it was a, it was a really special moment, um, just to see, you know, their faces and, Cause it, it doesn't like what you see does not do this place justice. It is, it is really, really nice. It is. I mean, the sight lines and the, the grade and like, it, it just, it's just got a feel to it that's going to be unbelievable. And, um, and the guy just, and then seeing where, I mean, you know, in our space our locker room or weight room, all the lounge, all the walls are up, it's painted. I mean, the, the, the cold and hot tub is in the tiles in, um, the millwork starting to go into the locker room, the stalls go in in about a week. I mean, it, they're humming on this thing. So they, 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 you know, if they went into it two, two months ago, it would have been, you know, framed and, and, and more of a vision, but it's, it's built, it's there. I mean, seats, seats are halfway in, you know, the seats will be in by the end of the week. Um, there's suites that are finished with carpet and millwork. I mean, it's, they're putting the finishing touches on this and, uh, I mean, the scoreboard's going up soon. Um, the jumbotron. I mean, so they they were able to see it, you know, and, and go to different angles, and took them up in a suite, took them through the locker room, walked out on the ice where they're going to walk out every day, and and it was it was cool. It was a really cool moment, and for all the people like Frank Ferrara that, that has worked so hard to get this done, that that was that was his kind of victory lap to see their faces and what what they're going to be able to play in.
1: Coach. Uh- you talked about where they're walking out onto the ice. Uh, when is that going? When is that first sheet, because obviously you got to make sure everything works. So you're not going to wait till October to put it in. Uh, when does that go in?
2: Test test ice will go in sometime in June. Um, you know, and, and then, you know, full move in, we don't know yet. So, you know, I, I'm not going to quote on that, but it, it test ice will be in, in June. And, I mean, the ice plants in the tubing's in the the right. the, the, the slabs been poured. The pipes are in everything. Um, so I mean, it's it's it's. I mean, they're literally when I say they're putting the finishes on it, they're putting the finishes on it in every way.
1: Okay, now how? Just out of curious because I test ice. How long does that stay out? Um, what are they looking for? I mean, obviously, uh, sometime in June. It's not going to be. 75 degrees out in tempe um
2: well yeah and and this this building's so advanced i mean it's it's so advanced from a technology standpoint that uh i think test ice i mean it's it's just that you know they're gonna make ice and make sure that it holds up and uh probably have a couple of a skate on it just to make sure it you know it's it's where it needs to be and um i mean it's exactly what it sounds like it's test ice before they they could open the building and 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 sell it and 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 have teams practice on it and all that stuff and um, you know it could be August before you're in there full time with with everything that needs to be finished but um, we expect to to be in it you know from start to finish and that that's what matters most for us. Sweet,
0: <laughs> coach. I want to ask you about. I think it's called the Devil Deck, right? Uh, is that is, have I got that right? Yep. Yep. Tell, tell us about the devil deck. Cause I, I just saw what I saw on uh, social media and I'm going like, that is going to be so cool.
2: Yeah. So the whole upper deck is, yeah, they're all luxury boxes. And then, and then obviously there's, there's a press area and um, the coyotes have added two kind of uh, boxes on the end of each, each one, you know, one for video replay and then one for um, like Bill Armstrong and, and his staff to watch their games. in. Uh, which is great because that's a, you know, it's basically two boxes we're going to sell when they're out. Um, but uh, the devil deck is in between those. It's just down the end of the, the the upper level where there's going to be drink railing and, you know, standing room only people, NHL scouts can stand. And the, the view of the, like, if I were going in there to watch a game, that's where I'd want to be. I don't want to stand on the devil deck. Like you're like almost over the ice and, um, it would be unbelievable to watch a game. There's not a bad seat in this place, like not one. Um, but if you're up on the upper level in a suite or in the double deck, you're you're on top of the ice. Like you're looking down on the ice. It's not like at an NHL arena where you're, you know, goes so far out. Um, like you're, you're, it's like balcony seating almost. I cannot wait. I can't even
0: <laughs> Paul's salivating all, all the I way from New York, imagine. but. <laughs> Let me also ask you uh, back to the schedule a little bit about uh, we've talked about your uh, U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame game with North Dakota. That's going to be a big deal in Las Vegas. But um, I, I was excited to see the Desert Hockey Classic back and the teams you're bringing in for that. I mean, that is going to be some uh, couple of days of hockey.
2: Yeah, it's going to be great. You know, BU, Michigan Tech, Air Force, your, your boy Frank Saratori can come and entertain everybody. Uh, <laughs> we know he will. Um, he does. Yep. The greatest, greatest guy on the planet. And, uh, um, but it's a great field and, and it's a great field. I think we'll play Michigan tech and BU will play air force. Um, yeah, you know, when Frank's in your field, you give Frank the, the first pick on who he wants to play and, and he wants to play BU. So, uh, so Frank gets to play BU. Um, and, uh, but it's a great, it, we, we've always planned on bringing that back and in and, and our fans and, Everybody can count on on that being a part of our schedule every year. Independent conference, doesn't matter. We'll have it every year.
1: That's just awesome. This is – listen, like I said, if I sound like a fanboy, then okay. (laughs) I plainly admit that, you know, once again, this is is the Christmas present that keeps on giving. Been doing that for seven years.
2: Yep, yep, it is. It absolutely is. You're right about that.
1: Um, coach, um, trying to keep track of the, the freshmen that you're bringing in, if maybe you can give us one sentence or two sentences about the kids that are bringing in, because the public lists, and I just, there's too many names and and I'm not even sure. Uh,
2: Those, those, I don't know where, you know, there's a million of those, right? Nobody knows when schools are classifying kids to bring in, right? They just guess. And, um, I think my wife, so I don't get on to social media it's, it, but she does and she's like somebody said you're bringing in 18 freshmen and i was like what no i know that's
1: ridiculous <laughs> and, that's
2: why i asked you and to- and uh and so anyway like you know the, the, it's all you know nobody knows when when freshmen are classified but us and uh we have eight freshmen coming in um and uh we have two defensemen blake dangos and madison and tucker ness in, in waterloo uh both really good players blake still in the ushl playoffs and tied 1-1 with misty and i think they played tonight i think or they played last night i don't know i, I need to look but um it's how much screwed up i am from travel but uh really really good defenseman tucker's a big strong physical presence huge huge big kid hits like a truck and really hard to play against and blake's a really, you know, fun, dynamic two-way guy, puck mover, defends really well, competes hard, um, can break pucks out really, really well. Very good player. Um, and then uh, we're going to bring in Gibson Homer, and and we're going to have a ton of depth in net. Um, and uh, and uh, we're thrilled about what we have between, you know, obviously Ben Cross and TJ and Gibby. Um, and then uh, up front, the freshman, uh, Ryan Alexander from Fargo, really good two-way center. Um, wins, draws hard on pucks Just our kind of hard nosed kind of Canadian center. What you think of like good old Canadian centerman? um, uh, really good season between Youngstown and Fargo. Um, Kate Stibbe, you know, small kid that flies up and down the ice had a good season in Wenatchee, Teddy Lagerback played in trail. He had 30 goals up in trail, really good kid from, from Minnetonka. It's been committed here for a long time. Um, and then Charlie Shane's kind of the, the sexy, um, Big big highlight guy of the class. He put up over sixty points in Sioux City, and, and he's still playing right now. So um, really good freshman class. Um, all kids that that really more than anything just just want to be Sun Devils, you know. And and the program kids, um, they, they couldn't be more excited to be here and put on our jersey. And um, we uh, we we can't wait to get them here.
1: Well, just in case people. Uh don't head to head and see the numbers. This is the numbers that are listed and Leanne hasn't gotten a hold of them yet, but uh, Ness is listed at six two two sixteen, Uh So you can expect that to go up. And uh, the ironic part about you saying that uh, Robinson is a, like that Canadian center uh, being from Texas, I can live with all of that. So we're good. Yep.
2: Yep. Yeah. Ryan, Ryan Robinson's a kid. I forgot to mention he's, he's, he's uh He's having a really good year in the North American League. Big kid can skate really well. Um, kid is from Dallas. Been committed a really long time. He's Had kind of a tumultuous up and down junior career, but he's ended it on a really high note. Um, and again, a kid that that just bleeds maroon gold. You know, so we're gonna. It's gonna be a nice new feel next year. Uh, we love our founding fathers. We love our Johnny Walkers and Jacob Wilsons and those guys and Jordan Sandus. We owe everything we are to them, but it's going to be a, a kind of turning of the guard, you know, and and uh, and we're excited for that.
0: Coach, if I can, back to the schedule again. Um, I know you worked on this for a while, knowing what was coming with the new building, but um, to play some elite programs, like we talked about where you start and the fact that you're playing in the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame against North Dakota, which you haven't had to uh, see yet. And then Thanksgiving weekend, bringing Minnesota in, um, this was all by design, I'm guessing, right?
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, I think it's a great, great opening year schedule I mean, you get the Gophers to come in, you get Mankato to come in, you have the desert classic. Um, you know, it's, it's a great schedule. I mean, 24 home games, probably the most anybody's going to have in the country, I'd imagine. Um, and, and I got news for it. It's not going to stop like, you know, in, in 2020, what is it 23 24 it's probably going to be just about as many I mean that I mean we've you guys know we've, we've been on the road for seven years primarily so we got yeah. a, a lot of teams that always trips back and sure. now they're willing to take them you know now that they get a play in a nice nice place
1: oh just know coach I'm keeping track and I'm sure you have either <laughs> of, of all the teams you haven't played yet
2: yeah there's not many left
1: uh, I think it's about a dozen
2: yeah with Niagara fair State, um, St. Lawrence, Union, Miami, Maine, Miami, Maine, Dartmouth,
1: yeah, uh, St. Lawrence. I think you said that
2: Army. A lot, a lot of those are on our our future schedule. A lot of them. That's good. I just, of... I just
1: just so you know, that people are keeping track. That's North
2: all. North Dakota, Duluth, but we knocked those out this year. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And of course... Coach. I want to ask you uh, also about the fact that. Uh, you know, people told us during the pandemic, Paul and I, that um, this is going to be a death nail. This pandemic is going to really hurt college hockey. And when you look across the landscape right now and you see the teams that had resurgence, and I know you and uh, Derek school are close and, and got to be thrilled for his program coming back. And Huntsville still trying to find their way back. And of course, the Alaskas and uh, LIU. I mean, has it, has it ever been better in college hockey in your mind?
2: No, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, you know, I'm thrilled that all these schools—Augustana and LIU and Lindenwood—and obviously RMU coming back—and you will see what happens with Huntsville. It's it's great. It's great. We need more teams and more stalls, like we always talk about. What we want is what I want. Selfishly, is more more Pac-12 schools, more schools out west, more Power Five schools. You know, schools like North Carolina, schools like you know. Clemson and Auburn and Florida. I mean, th- those are the schools we want, you know, and, and, um, and I think that I think, and, and I hope, and I've said from day one that as soon as we get a building and prove that we're going to be a revenue sport, which we will be. And we, we, we are, we already are. I mean, we sold out of season tickets. Um, that's what it'll take, you know? So if Arizona skate can do it, why can't Alabama do it? Why can't UCLA do it? Why can't Oregon do it? Um, you know so hopefully hopefully that it starts to happen i really i really think it it, it might
1: well, well we know because they you know they they haven't kept it secret we know a couple of places that are definitely out west that are, are pushing really hard because they've told us you, you know it used to be teams wouldn't tell us but you know we've had a few of the coaches on that are at the ACHA level and they've told us that you know, this is what we're doing. And our goal is to flat out go and make the jump to NCAA division
2: one. Uh, and that's great. I love the ambition and, and I hope that, that, that they make it happen, you know, and, and, but, you know, I mean, with us, it's like, it's like I tell every pro I and mean, I was, I won't say who, but I was on a zoom with a power five school this morning, a ACHA program trying to do it. and, you know, you can have passionate people that want to do it, but if you don't have the, if you don't have the donors that step up and you don't have the administration to support it, it's never going to happen. And, and so um, it is so much harder than people think. And I don't think people think it's easy, but um, you know, it, it's, 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 you know, it takes more than just a, a, an ambitious ACHA coach, you know, like it, right. it, it so much has to happen and so much has to fall into place and, and, I mean, look at a school with the resources like Illinois and the recruiting ground and how great they would be, how fast they would be, so good, so fast. And they just announced they're not doing it, you know. Um, so, you know, it's, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's a, it's a, it's a huge thing to take on. Um, but, again, I think, you know, with Penn State being a revenue sport, you know, and their, their, their model was different than ours. I say it all the time. They started with $100 million, so it was a little easier for them. But if you can start with enough runway where you you can have enough runway to prove yourself, which we've done, um, you know, ASU will end up probably never spending a penny on the sport and only making money off it. So if we can do it, you know, I think our model is the most realistic model. Um, Then why can't, you know, school, Oregon's jumping up to ACHA division one. That's great. That's a great step in the right direction. And I hope they find success, but they got to win. They got to win. You got to win. You got to win big, you know, or, and if your school decides to do it, and you don't win big, then you're not getting kept. They're not going to keep you, you know. So um, you got it. You got to prove yourself, and and put an organization and and plan in place that can translate to the next level with how you do things and how you operate. And if you can convince your administration that you can do it, then we'll see more 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 schools hopefully doing it.
0: Well, Coach, there's a long list of independents right now, and you guys are one of them, but everybody that we talk to says Arizona state's different. Um, you guys have the building, you have the location, you have all of those things, but, um, is there a need, uh, for a conference for these independents and say the next five to seven years in order to maintain their programs?
2: I think for them and there is, yeah, I think for them, there is, we, we could stay independent forever and be sustainable, but, um, and that by no means means that we're going to, but, um, but we 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 I mean we could get home games out of Oceanside, right? And and yeah. I mean, we had 18 last year, so you know it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard for Rick at Lindenwood to get home games. It's it's been proven very hard for Brett at LIU to get them. Um, I think Augustana will get them because um, of where they're located and their new arena, and, and I think they'll be in a league sooner than later. Um, but but I, you know I hope these these schools jumping in find find leagues and find homes and it won't be sustainable for them to to have to go play 26 games on the road every year. There's just, they'll never be able to build a program that way. And, um, and they know that. And and I think they will find leagues. And and I hope college hockey, you know, kind of gets over itself, so to speak and figures out a way to include these, these schools in the leagues and supports the growth um, the way that it should um, for the betterment of the game, not the individual program. Um, and, uh, and I hope, I hope I hope that all, all that comes to fruition, but with us, you know, it, it, they're right. I mean, we, we, don't need to be in a league, you know, we want to be, um, you know, I am you know, back and forth over the last couple of years. I've always kind of been like, ah, you know what? Like we made the tournament in our third year. We made it again in our fourth year out of Oceanside. You know, we can do this as an independent. We have a great schedule. We love the flexibility. Everybody wants to play us. So there's advantages, but. I'll tell you what, as soon as we lost those two games at Mankato last year, that was the hardest month and a half of my coaching career. Keeping keeping a team motivated and keeping them engaged—I mean, it was hard. You got an old team that had high expectations, fell short of those expectations, and without that second life in a conference tournament, it was hard. You know, and I don't expect anybody to really feel sorry for me, but and it, it sucked. You know, I mean, and, and, and they're great kids, and nobody quit. Um, nobody threw in the towel, but it was a different feel and a different approach than what we've ever had, um, in our program because early there weren't those expectations, you know, it was just a blessing to put it on every night and, and skate and build a program. And then when you make it, then you make it again. And then you throw the COVID year out, um, you know, and you, and you put a team together that you really think is, is good. And everybody inside knew what we had and what we could be, and it didn't happen, it's tough to get them up for those six games. It was tough, you know, and, and uh, was proud of how they ended it with a sweep at home. That, that was, that was refreshing, but um, that's something to to ponder, you know, for us and our administration, um, you know, that's a team that if it gets hot, you can run a conference tournament because we were that talented, you know? So um, to have that second crack and second life is something we're we're really, considering more more seriously now than than really what what we had the previous couple years
0: well, final ones for me then i'll let paul uh finish up with you um two things first of all paul will tell you i did feel for you <laughs> uh, i i told him all year i said man that's got to be the toughest thing ever and i thought you did a fantastic job uh just to get them back uh and like you said get that sweep at the end uh, it had to be incredibly difficult and uh, and it will pay dividends, I'm sure, down the road. The other thing I wanted to say was, um, you know, I was awful close to Denver this year and I saw him from, you know, the very start of the year in June and uh, the cohesiveness that I saw there and the cohesiveness I saw at Minnesota State. How difficult is that in this age of hockey to to bring your team together like in midsummer, <laughs> And I know you can't be on the ice with them, but but was it working with your strength and conditioning people and what they're allowed to do?
2: Um, how difficult is that in this day and age? I mean, it's, it's hard. It's what the best teams do, you know, and it's what, why it's why we had so much success so early is because we had that, you know, and we maybe didn't have the talent that to win a national championship, but to get to a tournament, it's tough. And, and you have to have that cohesiveness to have that success. And, it's something that is really hard to do. I mean, you know, David Carl went from, you know, not making the tournament to, to figuring and tweaking some things and being a national champion, you know, and, um, and the kudos to him and then their staff, but you knew that team, you know, we knew how special they were after the first series. I mean, they were different. They were just different. And uh, Mankato was just different. And um, you know, I mean, we had six games against the two teams in the national championship. Yeah. So yeah, we, yeah. We, we knew how good they were and how special teams they were and how great jobs hasty and David do. Like, um, you know, it, it, that's what championship teams do, you know, and that's what um, we're striving to do. It, it's just every single shift, everything, every single puck touch matters. And when you play the schedule that we do, I mean, I have a video that I've shown our guys and it's really five mistakes. We're five mistakes from, make an NCAA tournament, um, you know, and, and you, when you show them, you know, a mistake made in, in the Denver one goal loss, what that, even just getting to overtime, what that does for your pair wise, the three goal lead at Quinnipiac, some of the mistakes made in the third period to blow that, you know, a win on the road or even getting to overtime on the road against a team in the top five, you know, a couple of mistakes at Mankato that we made, we were right in both games. Um, you know, uh, Colorado college, one goal loss there, you know, game we should have won. Um, and, uh, I mean literally five mistakes that could have changed our season, you know? And, and, and so you don't want to harp on kids and, 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 and dwell on things like that, but for a young team and for all the guys returning, it was a really valuable, um, film session that, that really struck a chord with them, you know? And, and, um, you know, you, 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 you just get like, you get the overtime with the 55-45 split in those five games. If we just got the overtime and didn't even win in overtime, we would have been 16th after Mankato. Yeah. Yeah. If you just get the overtime yeah, yeah, I, and lose in overtime, you're 16th, not 27th, you're 16th. <laughs> and
0: incredible.
2: So you host Alaska Fairbanks at home, ranked 16th, you think those games probably would have gone a little different. You yeah. know? Um yeah. And, and, uh, and so it's, 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 it's a game of inches and as an independent. It is a game of inches. So we learned a lot this year. Um, I learned a lot and, and things that we need to change and focus on and um, we'll, we'll be better for what we went through. There's no doubt about it.
0: All right. I I have to follow this up by telling you that coach Carl told me when I asked him what turned his season, he looked at uh, the series he played against you guys at Oceanside and he said, it's always a tough place to play. But he said, I think that's what turned our season around as our guys found out that they could win on the road in a building like Oceanside. So you did play a part in that, by the way.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, you know what? I, I predicted the national championship score to Derek Schooley. So, you know, schools was, <laughs> was live tweeting for USCHO. And he's like, who do you got? Who, like, he was just texting me. Who do you got? You know, and I thought it was between him and me. And I said, Denver's going to win 4-1. And he tweeted it. He's like, "Coach Powers played both teams." And I'm like, "What are you doing?" But it made, made me look really good. I ended up winning five-one, but uh, but I almost nailed it. So um, we we looked. Both teams were incredible, um, and uh, you know, both both national championship caliber teams. And it uh, we play them again next year. So we're thrilled about that.
0: <laughs> All right, Paul, All finish right. it up.
1: Here's the here you, you you've kind of already discussed the the the, the one question that. I get a lot between alumni and, and, and just the people that know me. Um, the, the, the other question that I get is when are they going to put a name on this darn thing? Uh,
2: real soon, real soon. <laughs> it's one that I'm very excited to, to get public, um, but I can't tell you who, Obviously. Uh, but it, I'm very, very excited about it. it it's, it's someone that uh, whose name deserves to be up there. That's for sure
1: doubt that
0: well coach i'm bringing my hard hat because i'm coming uh, down to the valley this week so uh <laughs> hopefully i can sneak around at least on the outside
2: oh <laughs> yeah, yeah for sure they'll let you in there
0: all right. coach i appreciate your time i know you're a busy busy time of year and uh we certainly appreciate you taking time and updating us all on sun devil hockey and uh be safe out there okay
2: yeah, absolutely thanks guys you take care thanks coach yeah bye-bye
0: That's the head coach from Arizona State. Greg Powers joining us. Paul and I will be back in about three minutes to wrap up another episode of College Hockey West Live.
1: More than 140 live games from the nation's best college hockey conference. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. On your phone, tablet, or stream to your TV. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's NCHC hockey, it's on nchc.tv.
0: At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. The point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind The Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our Three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com.
1: Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been oh. listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. All
0: right, still got it. Still got it. Who's old now? Team discounts and customization available, too, for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice, our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of Summerscape, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. Question? Comment?
2: Let us hear from you on our text message line at 303-943-3772. From the Summer Skate Studios, this is College Hockey West Live.
0: Indeed it is. College Hockey West Live. Scott Strandy with you tonight from beautiful Denver, Colorado. My co-host as always, Paul Hornstein, joining me from Long Island, New York. Uh, Paul, you know the drill. Uh, obviously, by now, uh, we, we have a great visit with the coach, and uh, Coach Powers is no different. I hear something. You hear something. What's your takeaway?
1: Well, listen. I mean, uh, we always get it straight from the coach. Um and, you know, we talk, we spoke to them I guess it was a couple of months ago, like almost immediately after the season ended. But, you know, now that they've had a chance to kind of go through it and kind of distance themselves, you know, you get a, a fresher perspective and, and, you, and, you know, you heard them say yourself, right. Um, we learned from our mistakes. The players learn from the mistakes uh, we've adapted and, you know, you have to throw out what didn't work and bring and, and keep going with things that did and, And, you know, basically, um, all right, that didn't work. And we tried to, now we have to try it this way. And, you know, we were very detailed and very focused on what they were doing. And, you know, that's and the excitement in his voice. Um, I tried to match it. I don't know if I did.
0: Um, as you get were ready. just drooling <laughs> all you were doing was drooling well i know
1: that's what i'm saying i still don't know if i match the, the the excitement in his voice um but you know i'm you know i mean i'm not on the inside like he is but that doesn't mean i root any less um
0: well and let me tell you, you know that I'm going back uh Southern California to cover the uh, AHL playoffs and then uh, making some time to, to be in the Valley of the Sun again. And part of it is, is I want to go see this building again for myself and and just really appreciate it because uh, this has been a longstanding seven years of uh, building a program. And um, you know how excited I tell you every day how excited I am about it. I am thrilled. I tell you that this building and this program is a crowning jewel of college hockey in the West. And I've seen a lot of them in my 50 plus years. Um, uh, North Dakota obviously stands out as a crowning jewel, but when you get West of the Mississippi uh, and you get out, uh, you know, in the Pacific uh, West, the desert Southwest, if you will, um, there will be nothing better than what's going on at Arizona state. And um, I'm thrilled at the schedule. I'm thrilled that came out early. I'm thrilled that I'm able to plan and be different places. I'm thrilled that we're going to send you out there for, uh, the, uh, Talk to me when I get my plane ticket. the home um, opener. No, 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 no. One I way tried. or another, you're going to be there, my friend, because, uh, there well, is nobody, nobody that loves Sun Devil hockey more than you do. And that will be an important weekend for you. I will be there uh, to see Colorado college and, uh, and Arizona state the next weekend. But well, you know well, what? Uh, When I see these other programs, Paul, and I'm talking about the UNLVs, the Oregons, even Anchorage, and I see the camaraderie between the coaches and the teams and the administrators and the players, um, to me, that's what growing the game is all about, right? Everybody cares about everybody, and and Coach Powers, certainly, when you look at the, the last one, two, three, four, five, five weeks of the season, he has made a firm commitment to play uh, other independents and newbies, right. if you will. And, and that may or may not be best uh, overall for his pairwise, but it doesn't matter because he's made the commitment. He's going to help these programs out. Some of them are coming to him. He's going to some of them. Um, and we know what that means. That's how you grow this game. And if, if they can play in that uh, crowning jewel of, a, of an arena, multi-purpose arena, and uh, can play before a full house, Goodness gracious! How can you not get excited about
2: college hockey?
1: Well, I am, and we, we know that the the bill, the, the tickets are, are sold out. Um, I think they might have a few that they keep aside for day of game sales, but I don't think too many. Um, and you know, we heard heard him say he was on a a, a Zoom call this morning with an ACHA program, and um, you know, I'm sitting there and uh, and I look at my feed and we know that not this year, but next year. And I, I wish I'd gotten a chance. Hopefully I'll get a chance to ask him about, uh, uh, this either on the side or, you know, if he gets a chance, if you know, if he's listening or if he listens, uh, again to, to just kind of go over things. I know they're putting up a new building in, in, in Athens, Georgia. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and the building is half is more than half the battle, you know, and, and, George's ACHA team, which is ACHA D2, uh, and does very well, is going to be sharing that building apparently with an ECHL team. So, I mean, uh, we know there are other things involved, but, you know, I'm just curious. We know he keeps track, or at least that's what, we, you know, what he, you know, what we, the impression we get. and um, So, I, I just we have so much to talk about his team when we do the podcast that I, I don't get a chance to really say to him, "Hey, coach, what do you hear about this situation, or what do you know about this situation?" Um, you know, just from a conversation standpoint, because obviously we know he's got his fingers everywhere.
0: Yeah, and that's a, that's part of growing the game, and that's how you become a a stellar program. Yep. I wasn't kidding. David Carl told me straight up that uh, his team playing at Oceanside against a team like Arizona state is what turned his season around in his mind. He said, our guys needed to go on the road and know how tough it was to play other places. And they gave us a battle uh, like no other. And uh, from that point, we were able to galvanize and move on. And man, that is there a bigger compliment when the national champions tell you that uh, you were a part of, uh, of what made them better. Well,
1: listen, no, I mean, what, 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 you know, if, if, if you know that that is a great compliment and and i i know it's a a consolation prize because you know you want to be you want to be on the other side of games but um you know when you've pushed as coach said the, the two teams that were in the national championship game to the limit um six times six times um you know your returning players can learn from that. Um, and, you know, it. it's, you know, you want to hear complimentary things about your program. And, you know. Well, trust
0: me, I hear them all the time.
1: You know, you, you sit there and, um, you know, when I think of the teams that I root for in other sports, like uh, when the New York Giants won their first Super Bowl back when I was – one of my many years at ASU, um, they came out and said, you know, we learned a lesson from playing the Bears the year before in the playoffs when they kicked our butts. And we knew we were not going to win unless we kicked it up, not just one level, but multi-levels.
0: Yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. And uh, all you have to do is look at the schedule. I mean, um, we, we touched about it. Uh, on the road at Minnesota Duluth and Bemidji State, Uh, Then you come home and you have Colgate, Colorado College, and then you play the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame game. If I would have said um, five years ago, um, North Dakota is going to have an opponent in the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame game in Vegas, and it's going to be Arizona State, a lot of people would have uh, laughed me out of the building. And now this is not only uh, a a big, big hockey game, but it's a game that Arizona State is going to come in as a, a very competitive rival to one of the best programs in the country and could very well win that game.
1: Well, there's, <laughs> I mean... there's no doubt that ASU has some measuring sticks early, right? Uh, Duluth, a, a perennial contender for national championship. Bemidji at home, you know, on the road, uh, you know, there's no easy road wins. Um, and then you're, you're, you got your, your emotional building openers against Colgate and, and, and especially that, that kind of that trap against in the second game when all the pomp and circumstance are, are, kind of not there. And, and, you know, and then you're playing Colorado college the next week after that. And, you know, uh, that's one of the games that last year, the coach talked about, and then you get to go into North, play North Dakota. And, you know, as much as, we'd like to think there'll be a bunch of maroon and gold there. We know there's going to be a lot of green and white and that's going to be a tough game and not just a measuring stick for the season, but people will look at that game as a measuring stick for the program period.
0: Boy, absolutely. And I know you've been shaking the pom-poms and trying to get everybody you can from Arizona state to Vegas that weekend. Um, and then you look at uh, you know Thanksgiving weekend. You got Minnesota coming to town. Then you go to Denver. Uh, and then I like I said, the, the Desert Hockey Classic coming back and being a staple. Uh, you and I have been to at least one. Well, I've been to a couple, but right. you've been to one with me. Um, that those are fun weekends and the, the quality of hockey. And and uh, anytime you like, like Coach said, anytime you bring Frank Ceratori anywhere, uh, look out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And then, then you come back with Minnesota State and and RIT and Saint Thomas. I mean, this is a home stretch, Paul. Minnesota, well, the Desert Classic, Minnesota State, RIT, and Saint Thomas. Uh, before you go up to Fairbanks uh, in February. So, man, oh man, I mean, you you really have an opportunity to uh, to do something special. I should actually say Boston College comes uh, New Year's uh, Eve New Year's and the, Eve. and the day before uh, New Year's. So that. Yeah. That stretch of what eight weeks or whatever, or eight games in four weeks, is going to be really, really telling as far as uh, where they stack up in the uh, in the national tournament and then the pairwise.
1: Well, yeah, because you're playing two games at Denver, and then the next week you're making the long trip uh, to Durham, New Hampshire, to play UNH, and you know that's going to be a key, key stretch. And you know we know Boston College is going to be better. We know BU is going to be better. Uh, Michigan Tech is always solid you can't sleep on Air Force Um, you know Minnesota State is going to be what they always are and and you know just because you know know, Wayne Wilson up there at RIT has got a solid program just about every year and you know St. Thomas is going to be better and and you know that Fairbanks is going to battle you, especially up there, and and, and so it's just um, there are no weekends off in college hockey, and, and 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 I'm sure the coach would say the same thing.
0: Yep, absolutely. It was uh, it was a great visit. It was a fun visit. I think uh, when people go back and listen to it, they're going to find out that uh, the excitement level is just beginning uh, for that new building. I think when you said the naming rights and and I know you've been waiting on that uh, with bated breath for a while now, but once that gets out and I get asked, I know. And once the, once the place gets, uh, gets everything in it, um, it, it's just going to be, like I said, it's a crowning jewel in college hockey. And, um, and I've seen, you know, what's happened at Colorado college and nothing against that. That's a fantastic building, perfect size for them. But I think this is the perfect size for college hockey in the West. And I think if Oregon could use this plan, if San Diego State could use this plan, uh, UNLV is different because they've already got buildings. But um, goodness gracious, I mean, if you want to figure out how to become a revenue sport at your college, this is it.
1: Yeah, and, and the other thing that we haven't had a chance to talk about, and, and I know this is something that that people are working on, Um, you know, uh, you're going to have a thousand students at this game, at these games. And, you know, you look for one of the things you look forward to, right. Is, um, you know, you go to other buildings and they have their quote unquote traditions with the students. And hopefully, you know, that, you know, ASU starts building those too. I don't
0: think that's uh, I don't think that's anything that will be left aside. I'm sure that's in the works. I'm sure the the 942 crew will be. Yeah, they will be right right on it. They will be all over it. Uh, I'm thrilled at the roster. I'm thrilled at the schedule. I'm thrilled at the building. Um, It it just it just sounds like so much fun, and um, I hopefully will land Saturday morning and have enough time Saturday to roam around and, and kind of look at things for myself because I'm excited about it. Uh, then I'll go over and see some AHL action with the Colorado Eagles and the Ontario rain. And then I will come back to to Phoenix for two days and then it'll be back out and back on the, on the trail again. But goodness gracious, so much fun. We appreciate oh, yeah. uh, coach powers taking some time to, uh, to, to join us and, and update us all on it. Um, I'm not kidding, Paul, everywhere I go in Colorado, whether it's at an AHL game, an NHL game, a college game, everybody wants to know the word, uh, from Arizona State, so yeah. uh, I'm thrilled to bring it to him every now and then.
1: and you know me, I, I you know, I, I get on your case about pom poms, and you know, this is <laughs> these are mine. So, and uh, shake I them, baby, my, shake yeah, well, those pom poms. The thing is, I stick with one team. <laughs>
0: What are you trying to say?
1: No, <laughs> we've God. got well, seven not, teams. I now. said it already.
0: We we are College Hockey West, and you know I love all seven of those teams uh, equally. There is no difference. Uh, I I, I uh, understand. I yeah, you, you know I do. Schools. You didn't go yeah, to any. I, I know. I do. I try to get to as many of them as I can. I know. Well, you did <laughs> I you want didn't grow to grow this game. Anything, I want to see. It, I want to see it go crazy, and uh, I, and I just want things to continue to improve. But I also want them to improve. And uh, get to a place where they're comfortable and can stay there. Because the last thing that I want to be doing is seven years from now talking about how we lost programs because right. they didn't have a, a conference or, or they couldn't make enough money or whatever it is. They, they got to be sustainable.
1: Oh, Take it away, my friend. From the Summer Skate Studios behind the masks, College Hockey West Live brought to you by Burrito Express. Homemade taste, takeout speed, six East Valley locations. You go to burritoexpress.com to find the one near you. Behind the Mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our Three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com. Peterson Toyota, whether you're looking for your dream car or shopping on a budget, we take the time to find the perfect Toyota to fit your needs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style, available at all Allegiant Stadium events and, of course, at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard. By the NCHC and NCHC.tv. Subscribe to nchc.tv and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Drury Inns and Suites, now an official Disney World Hotel. Book your stay now for travel starting this October at DruryHotels.com. Jets Pizza. Go to JetsPizza.com to find your fresh deal at your nearest Jets location today. Metro by T-Mobile. Get exclusive offers by becoming part of T-Mobile Tuesdays when you switch to Metro by T-Mobile. Golf. play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase. Find out how. See your local Topgolf center or go to topgolf.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, worldwide. It's where the action is in the resort or in town. Liberty University, hockey, education, and faith with equal passion at liberty.edu. And by M-Drive, go to mdriveformen.com to see which M-Drive formula is for you. College Hockey West Live, presented by Behind the Mask, and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app and are available for download at the iTunes Store, Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Behind the Mask, College Hockey West Live, and all of our weekly podcasts are a part of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network.
0: Very well done, my friend. Another reminder to everybody, the new text line, 303-943-3772, is available. You can text us anytime, day or night, and uh, we'll get your questions, and we will hopefully be able to relay them to uh, those that matter. So by all means, try it out. Uh, It's uh, it's a lot of fun. We're looking forward to it. Um, Tomorrow night, uh, I don't believe we're going to have another uh, ACHA show because uh, it's an AHL game again. And um, I know Stephen's chomping at the bit to get back at it, so am I. But uh, we got to get these things out of the way first, and then we can uh, get, move back to our Wednesday night schedule. And it's get horrible with that
1: hockey it. gets in the way, right? Of the hockey. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Stephen is just hoping there be no call bells ringing in his ears tomorrow. But I'll take care of that. I'll listen to him up in Loveland and uh... call him
1: up on the phone and go ding, <laughs> ring, 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 <laughs> whack with a stick.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And once again, our thanks to head coach Greg Powers from Arizona State for joining us tonight. Uh, Paul and I will be back on Sunday for another episode of College Hockey West Live. Um, Once again, folks, if you don't know, we've expanded. We now have Arizona State, Colorado College, Air Force, Denver, Lindenwood, Alaska Anchorage, and Alaska Fairbanks. So uh, we are College Hockey West, and the podcasts continue year-round. The quad pod of College Hockey Podcasts We'll say goodnight, little Roger Klein and Peacemakers. De Niro, good night, everybody.
1: Good night.